Welcome, everybody. This is the Rotary E-Club of Silicon Valley. Every week, we bring you the stories of people making a difference in the lives of others around the world, locally, globally, and digitally. We are part of Rotary International, 1.4 million Rotarians and Rotaractors in over 36,000 clubs. And we love to make things better. And in that realm, we have asked Ruth Bowling to speak to us. She's part of Advent Health and their Sharing Smiles program. She is She's doing this program in part because it is such a powerful thing to learn about what can happen to someone when they have cleft lip, cleft palate surgery. A uh, quick shout out to our own Sandy Stabile, who has participated in a number of these kinds of programs around the world. So Sandy, great that you know you are part of that as well. And Ruth, I will let everybody know that they can they can read your full bio by scrolling down on the YouTube page or scrolling up on the rotary the rotary page, the SiliconValleyRotary.com page. But I will say this about your bio, and, and perhaps the best line in it, I certainly loved it. She never gets tired of reminding Rotarians that they are making a difference in the lives of others. So kudos to you, Ruth. It is such a pleasure to have you. Welcome. Tell us about Sharing Smiles. Thank you. Thank you, Rushton. Thanks for the opportunity to speak to you about Rotary's partnership with Advent Health. We are a large faith-based healthcare system headquartered near Orlando, Florida. We began reaching out via volunteer medical missions in the 1990s. Although we did a lot of good in the world, we struggled to make our program more long-term, more sustainable, more measurable. Thankfully, one of our board members was a member of the local Rotary Club, and he encouraged us to partner with Rotary. This was a wonderful decision. Rotary has done for Advent Health what Advent Health with our 92,000 employees could not do for itself have a long-term, sustainable, measurable medical program that is having a lasting impact on families around the world. We began around the year 2000 with cleft lip and palate surgical care, as our Rotarian board member had run USAID in Mexico, and that's what he was told was needed. In 2013, Rotary expanded their partnership opportunities through global grants. Please watch this brief video to see how a global grant partnership between two Rotary clubs and our Advent Shelf Sharing Smiles program is healing children one smile at a time. Arrival on the first day is always kind of exciting because the local Rotary clubs have kind of prepared the community. We arrive at a hospital and there may be 50 or 60 kids plus 50 or 60 moms and dads and grandmoms and siblings waiting for them anxiously because they know this is an opportunity to change the life. I'm Wilbur Davis. I'm an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Sharing Smiles has a cleft grip and palate team, a pediatric dental team, and physical therapy team. It's helping one child at a time. Hi, my name is Kimberly Lockwood. I am a board member with Sharing Smiles. I'm shaking Dalen's incredible just to meet all the families to, to see the knee that was there. Then on surgery day, just to see the partnership that happens between the doctors who makes the world and our doctors in the U.S., just the collaboration in surgery, out of surgery, and just little teaching and little collaboration was probably my favorite part. There's a thing in Rotary called your Rotary moment. And at one time, usually in a person's Rotary life or career, there's something that really hits them to say that um, what we're doing is really worthwhile. And it happened on my first cleft lip and cleft palate visit when I saw those kids 
And a day later, I saw the work that the surgeons had done and knew in my heart the life to this immediate beach. So we are sharing spiles, but we are doing it with you. So let me just share with you a little bit about how our trips run. Whoops. Share screen. Okay. Great. We arrive at the airport and we are greeted by the local Rotary Club. This is important because we are bringing pharmaceuticals, drugs, into Mexico. Rotary helps us bring all our supplies and equipment through customs without paying extra fees. All our team members are volunteers. And we always work in government-run hospitals that serve the very poorest families. This helps ensure that children can receive not only their initial surgery, but follow-up care as well. The families we serve who make less than a dollar per day often travel for days, many times on foot, because they know that that golden robbery wheel, which they follow, is offering a program that will change the lives of their children forever. Post-Rotarians advertise the cleft lip and palate program via posters, billboards, newspapers, televisions, and radio ads, and go out in the highways and hedges, as it were, to compel these families to come and receive healing for their children. Free of charge. This family has traveled for many hours hoping to receive surgery for their little ones. Rotary members and Rotaractors help us set up the waiting area to receive families, which is very important because this is what the waiting area looks like on evaluation day. Our small team of medical volunteers busy setting up the operating rooms could never manage this crowd without Rotary. They process all the patient paperwork and even entertain the children during the long wait. This little girl is waiting with her mother to be evaluated. Let me show you another picture of her. What would you do if your child was born like this? These families know what to do. They follow that Rotary golden wheel because Rotary has a reputation of always bringing good things to the community. We operated on this little boy's lip last year, and now he's back for palate surgery. You can barely see the difference between him and his brother. That's how dramatic a change Rotary makes in these little lives. This little boy was actually adopted by this woman, Rota a Rotarian lady, when he was brought for his first surgery three years ago. The parents said, here, take him. We can't keep him. He's cursed. So she and her husband adopted him and has brought him back for his palate surgery. This is the spirit and the power of Rotary. Here yeah. are American doctors screening patients along with in-country doctors. This is called a vocational training team. Once we screen all the patients, we line up the patient files and the doctors decide who is doing which operation and how they can best learn from one another. Here's our speech therapists are evaluating a patient. Speech therapy is important after surgery in order for patients to speak normally. Otherwise, they shall red dish. We are training other speech therapists here, but we didn't have enough workbooks for all the families. Thankfully, Rotarian Janice took the workbook to a copy center and made enough copies to distribute to all the patient families. This is the spirit of Rotary. Rotary makes sure the whole program runs, runs smoothly. Here, the hospital had the water shut off because of a leak in the municipal water system. Thanks to Rotary, bottles and cases of clean water were brought to the hospital in time for us to wash our hands, sterilize our instruments. The whole surgical week was saved because of you, because of Rotary. Rotary provides food for the patients and their families, and even so surgical gowns for the children to wear during surgery. The host and international Rotary clubs must work very closely together during this global grant project. Once all the patients are screened, we bring them back to the waiting area and assign them dates during the week for their surgery. 
they have no money and don't have anywhere to sleep overnight. So it's common for them to sleep outside in the hospital courtyard on pieces of cardboard. Rotarians were so moved by this, they constructed this bunkhouse and put a sign on the hospital gate that says, if you are here for the cleft lip and palate campaign and need food and lodging, we have a place for you. This is the spirit of Rotary. This 21-year-old man has received a successful surgery and cannot wait to finally have a girlfriend. He's young and thinking what all young men are thinking. He can finally be able to do what other normal young men can do. But his mother cannot contain her emotion and thanks. This is her son who keeps her heart beating every single day. What do you think this mother thinks about Rotary? Do we need to show her the four-way test? Oh, no, my friend. She knows. She knows today. Her whole village will know tomorrow. And for the rest of her life, as she looks at that beautiful, healed, normal face of her son, there is one name she will remember. That name is Rotary. Two Rotary clubs, two hours in surgery, and the entire trajectory of this baby's life is changed forever. Here are some little wads who've been healed by Rotary. Carlo Matias, before and a year after. This volunteer, Paul, is a retired nurse who was a colonel in the U.S. Army and intended only to supervise, but he jumped into service in the operating room when a few of our volunteer nurses had decided to drink the water, so had to leave very quickly. Paul loves to serve these children because he is a true Rotarian. Yes, it does take a team, a big team, but it is Rotary that makes the program sustainable. After our Advent Health team is long gone, Rotary ensures that the children are brought to their follow-up visits and that local government officials do not change their minds about continuing to offer services to the families. Rotarians around the world are known for being advocates for those in need and strive to create hope in the world. Our American doctors always partner with host country doctors, often operating together on the same child. We partner with Rotary clubs in Bolivia and Mexico and in Peru, where the club that has only 15 members are known throughout the province as the Smile Healers. Rotary's reputation is known around the world. The first time I went on one of these trips, we screened 90 patients, but could only operate on 45. And I had to look in the faces of those 45 families, telling them, we're sorry, but we can't help your baby this year. But because of the generosity of Rotarians to the Rotary Foundation, we don't say that anymore. All these supplies and surgical equipment were purchased as part of a global grant, vocational training team. When you assign your district designated funds to a global grant, the Rotary Foundation matches each dollar with 80 cents. That's a lot of smileage. This is Anna Yoselin and her mother, Diarmina, who's only 17 years old. We screen these little ones very carefully. Grandma loves her grandbaby. All grandmas do. But society will not accept this child. This long, complex operation is a success, and the doctors are very pleased with the results. Grandma can't help herself. She hugs the doctor. The parents, however, are a bit panicked at first because they think maybe you've switched their child. That's how different they look. After about 30 seconds, they just burst into tears. This is her little girl who can grow up and have a quinceanera and get married and have a normal life. No matter what language you speak, that's what every family wants for their little one, a normal life. And now we have a whole healed family. She came back to visit us 18 months later. You did this. You donors to the Rotary Foundation. You saved this baby's life. What does this family think is the purpose of Rotary? My friends, they know exactly what Rotary is and what Rotary stands for. Service above self. Our global grant is all about the partnership. Rotary and Advent Health 
working together. This is solved before and after rotary. Mesa, before and after rotary. Laya, before and after rotary. Maribel, before and after. Her sign, muchas gracias, says it all. Luz Daniela, before and after. And we say, thank you, Rotary Partners. Why? Because Rotary changes children forever. On behalf of Jesus Adrian, this little guy, and the hundreds of others like him, we say thank you, Rotarians, so much for what you have done. You are their heroes. If you would like to support our upcoming Global Grant vocational training team, please contact me as soon as possible. Thank you. Wow, Ruth, that was a beautiful story. Very, very nice. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I'd like to introduce the other folks who are on the recording, and then we'll kind of switch to Q&A. In Vancouver, our president, Nick. In Walnut Creek, our Paella Master, Shags. I am the programs chair. My name is Rushton. I'm in San Jose. And we are excited to be able to share a story like this that's so inspiring. Ruth, how did how did you get to Advent Help? What 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 is your career path that that this this became the the natural thing for you to devote yourself to? Well, I had lost my mom in a car accident in 2011. I was working as an insurance agent, and at her funeral, so many people came up to us and said, "Your mother changed my life. She bailed me out of jail. She did this. She did all this other stuff." And my mom never said anything about it. And I started thinking, you know. All of this good has gone out of the world. Someone needs to put it back. So I started looking for um, something that was going to be positive. And my younger daughter was a nurse at the hospital. And she was telling me that about this program because she had been giving $7 a week from her little nurse's paycheck uh, ever since she started. And she said, mom, these kids are born with their, like, their faces all messed up. And, and you know, you need to help them. So they happened to have an opening and I applied. And then uh, after I had applied, I went up to Chattanooga, Tennessee, where my daughter was pregnant with my older daughter, with my first grandbaby. And so this was in Chattanooga, and she's having her ultrasound. And this doctor does not know me, wouldn't know me from a bar of soap. But he said, oh, Amanda, that's my daughter's name. Look how beautifully your baby's face is being formed. If he had a cleft lip or palate, there'd be a big dark spot there. And I just kind of got goosebumps. and. You know, I don't know what your religious belief is, but wherever my mom is, I believe she's proud of me, you know, for just following in her footsteps and honoring her legacy to to do good in the world. So, yeah, it's not an exciting story, but. Uh, I think it's a beautiful story. Yeah. I, that, that's great. Yeah. So, Nick, go ahead and jump in with your question. I'm thinking about how Rotarians and how I think of our club can can support you highlighted that we can reach out to you for, you know donations. Do you also, is there a place that our Rotarians, because one of our, as Russian mentioned, Sandy goes uh, and helps because she is a retired nurse. We think about that volunteer who stepped in when the nurses had to step out. How do our, how do our Rotarians volunteer for those kind of things? Because I think that's one of the things to your point of moving, it, it okay. feels. They should email me and I will connect you with uh, Michelle Gross. She's my colleague. Wonderful. She's a Rotarian as well. And she manages all the volunteers. Wonderful. So that that is, is part of the global grant to, and the volunteer management of it. And, and anyone can go, but the Rotary Foundation will only cover the travel costs and lodging of mission critical volunteers. 
So just because you stayed at a yeah. Holiday Inn Express last night doesn't mean you can do surgery or, you know. Absolutely. No, we got to have the support staff. That makes sense. Thank you. Right. You're welcome. Ruth, you mentioned several times in the presentation the the collaboration between the doctors who are part of the trip and the in-country doctors. And so I'm curious yes. about the the Peruvian and Bolivian and Mexican doctors who are, are part of this as well. How, how how are you connected to those arrangements? Like what what is it that that allows this kind of partnership to happen? So when this first started back in the mid 90s, some of the Rotarians, in fact, I just spoke at this club today in uh, Winter Park, traveled to Mexico because our board member had run USAID in Mexico to visit different Rotary clubs. And he found a Rotary club that said, yes, we will partner. And we went and we spoke to the plastic surgeon who was running the uh, plastic surgery department where they did these surgeries. And so we connected and we started doing projects with them. And then slowly, Rotarians would recommend us to others and would recommend us to others. And so now the original doctor who we partnered with, Dr. Mari Flores, has two sons who have become plastic surgeons. Not only do they operate with her, but they go to other countries with us and help to train the doctors in Peru and Bolivia as well. So it's kind of grown. You need to have a physician champion on the ground. And many times our doctors meet the next left conferences you know, around the world or at these little chat rooms or, you know, just doctor chat rooms type of things. Yeah, but you have to have a strong Rotary Club on the ground because our team is only there for a week. And if you could hear the Rotary Club in Medida today, I made a presentation today and I didn't make it. But the current president and the immediate past president of the Rotary Club in Mexico made the presentation to from their host club to the international club in Florida that had sponsored it and shared how much good this does, not just for their the children and the families, but how it grow, helps to grow their Rotary Club. Because every year during this campaign, new people want to sign up to be Rotarian and Rotaractors, and now they're starting an Interact Club. And it has been so wonderful for their club. So we at Sharing Smiles, we recruit all the volunteers. We vet all the volunteers. We have great relationships to purchase supplies and equipment because we're a healthcare system. We front all of the costs. We make all the travel arrangements, front all of the costs, and then we send all the receipts to the international club and they upload the receipts and whatever they approve, then they reimburse us for the, the costs. So there's no, there's no risk to the Rotary Club. Very nice. So a little bit about the, the health issues in play, right? So, you know, you, there, there's a point in the presentation about, you know, the, the parents worried that their baby's cursed, right? I mean, and I can imagine that in the, in the United States as in anywhere else. But there are health issues related to cleft lip and cleft palate. You, can you spend a few moments telling us a little bit about that? Sure. So, I mean, I'm not a doctor. Well, Dr. Ruth, never mind. We have a different conversation. Okay. Uh, not appropriate for rotary. So it seems to be a combination of genetic and environmental factors. So it's related to poor prenatal care. It may be that at the time the baby was conceived, the father may have been on drugs. It can alter the, the sperm or the mother may have uh, come in contact with contaminated water. There's a lot of environmental contaminants. And also it's genetic because I don't know how many of you are familiar with any of these kind of closed communities. Like in the United States, we have a large Amish community. And they tend to have very poor eyesight. When you're part of a very small community, like these indigenous populations, you tend to marry and live within your people group. 
and any genetic anomaly is going to get worse. So here in the U.S., it might be one in five or 600 births, that live births, that has a cleft liver palate. But in some of these indigenous populations, it's as high as one in 250. In the United States, if you're born with a cleft liver palate and your parents don't have funds, we have a little program you may have heard of called Medicaid that covers it. Not every family, not every country can afford to care for their indigent populations in this way. Okay. Let's extend from that and talk about, so someone who, who doesn't get the, the cleft lip, cleft palate surgery early, are they facing certain kinds of health risks as a function of the conditions that they're dealing with? Absolutely, because many of them live in very, very poor places where they have an open fire. And you can imagine with your face open like that, they have a lot of breathing problems. They have a difficulty swallowing because this is not, you know, my ears are sticking out a little bit. I need plastic surgery. This is I'm an infant and I have a hole in the roof of my mouth and I'm sucking on a nipple to get enough nutrition. So sometimes it's not just the lip, which can you, if you can imagine drinking something and not having a closed lip to swallow it or sucking on a nipple and having a hole in the roof of your mouth. So nutritionally, it's very, very difficult. And then because many of them are missing pieces from their jaw, they don't have, their teeth don't come in properly. So that's difficult, you know, as well. Uh, and they, they don't learn to speak properly because you're missing part of your, your jaw. So they've earned tough by death even if they have surgery because you have a hole in the roof of your mouth. So that's why you need speech therapy. You need a nutritionist to be able to, how do you feed these babies. In the United States, we have specialized Haberman bottles that are very, very expensive that are designed for cleft and palate. Other countries just don't have access to that. It's just too much money. So there's a lot of problems. And psychologically, you know, being bullied and being different from everybody else, this is very difficult for a child's mental health. Is it safe to assume that you've been on some of these trips yourself? Yes. You know, every time I see these videos, I just start crying because these are not a spreadsheet for me. I've held these babies in my arms. I've seen their parents that cannot believe that these rich Americans, trust me, y'all are rich Americans, would care about their child, you know, and, and we have Rotarians that go with us from the international clubs all the time and they are crying. And I don't just mean a couple, but I mean, ugly cry, snot bubbles, you know, they got to change their socks when they're done. It's just really amazing. They can just see how life-changing it is and how generosity to the Rotary Foundation helps to change that. Nice. Now, what can, can you tell me a little bit more about what you've learned as a part of these trips? So, you know, you, you, you speak very passionately about the, the nature of, of the focus of the mission. But I'm guessing you've learned a lot about the, the, the people in, in these countries from, from these trips as well, from, about the doctors that you encounter, things like that. Uh, is that something you can speak to? Oh, it's, it's amazing. Like I said, we have doctors whose their parents were plastic surgeons and now they've become plastic surgeons and they go to other countries and help us train. One of the doctors um, in Peru was a dentist. He had worked with us for 10 years as a volunteer. We sent him to Lima to become an oral surgeon. He graduates next week. No, two weeks from now. And uh, right after he graduates, he's coming back to do bone grafting in Peru. And we have several surgeons who are coming from the U.S., one from Arkansas and one from Colorado, who are coming to work with him. So he will continue to be able to do bone graft surgery uh, for the, the families there year-round. And so it's, it's pretty amazing to see um, these doctors and the doctors here in the U.S. that give up a week of paying patients. I mean, there's doctors that I've gone to visit who have gone and given up 
a week of their, I mean, they close their office and they, they give money on top of it and they bring their staff on top of it. It's really amazing. Our top people here in the U.S., we're not sending residents to practice on anyone's little four babies. These are people who are experts in their field, who speak and, and uh, present at these cleft conferences like the one in Barcelona last week. It's amazing. They have excellent quality, excellent outcomes. And they're committed. They love it. Wonderful. We're going to wind down the recording. As we always do, we'll hand it back to you, the speaker, uh, for the final word. So before we, we get to that point, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you have enjoyed the story. I hope you have been inspired by the kind of work being done by Advent Health and Rotary, that you see some possibilities for yourself within this as well. One possibility that we would love for you to, to act on is the opportunity to tell us you are here. There is, a, there is a, an attendance form just a little bit down the Rotary page. And then at the bottom of the page, you'll find our discuss forum. And that is where you can leave comments about what you've learned from the presentation or any other part of the meeting. You can also reply to the comments that other people leave, and we hope you'll do so. It's one of the ways in, a, in an online and asynchronous club, we're able to share ideas. As we always do, we hand it back to the speaker for the final word. Ruth, finish us off. Be so proud to belong to an organization that when you see a broken face like I showed you, you don't say, wow. Then it's too bad. Hey, honey, hand me another beer out of the fridge. No, you say we are Rotarians. This is our area of focus and we can fix this. And you give to the Rotary Foundation and the lives of these little ones will never be the same. You are their heroes. Thank you. Wonderful. Everyone, we will see you next week.